same as my ex's name. As I was editing, I was oh, like, oh, that's you? right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like mm. internally screaming. Kia ora, everyone. Welcome to Dirty Dirty Talk Podcast. Hi, everyone. Um, today we've got a really, really crazy show. Great job securing this one, Bex. It's uh, with an incel. He did an, an AMA, for anyone who doesn't know what that means, is an Ask Me Anything recently on Reddit, and we invited him to come and um, chat on the show. So lots of... Lots of crazy. It's <laughs> one way of putting it. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Um, first, headlines. Kia ora, Mike. Kei te pehe a koe. Kei te pai, Bex. Ka pai. It's te wiki o te Māori, Māori Language Week. I was really excited to see that Lord has joined forces with Hana Meriaraiha to release a surprise EP entirely sung in Te Reo Māori. Have you heard it, Mike? No, I haven't. You have to get hold of it. It's honestly so amazing. So Te Ao Marama, which dropped last Thursday, is a Māori recording of five songs from her recent album Solar Power. I'm sure you've seen that um, controversial cover album. Yeah, actually. So he she released a song, what? Must have been a month or two ago, right? Yeah, it wasn't long ago. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's five songs from that album, but entirely in Māori. Um, and what Lord said is that she really wanted to use her position on the global stage to draw attention to our Māori and represent the magical element of New Zealand. So kia kaha te reo Māori, give it a go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So you're, you're actually learning some Māori as well this year. Yeah, I am. I've um, started learning Māori part-time. I'm pretty lucky because they come and do it at my work every Monday, so I don't have to go anywhere. It comes to me, and I'm really enjoying it. I think it's really cool to learn a little bit of our Indigenous language here. How much can you speak? I mean, I know that's a real sort of stupid question, um, but like, you know, could could you have general basic conversations at home? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough though, I learning mean, other language, you know? It's really tough. And my advice to all you parents out there is force your children to learn a second language while yeah. they're young. Yeah. Because it is so much harder learning a language as an adult. And apparently if you learn multiple languages as a kid, that brain kind of... I don't know, your brain gets used to learning new languages and it's easy as an adult. So, yeah, force your kids into it, I say. Yeah, give it a crack. All right, moving on. We've got um, Mr. Pope Francis. I love that guy. Well, he's done something really cool this week. He sent out 15,000 ice creams <laughs> to two prisons in, uh, in and around Rome um, during Italy's one of Italy's hottest summers on record. In a statement for the Vatican, he said uh, they said they wanted to, quote, Help and give hope to thousands of people in Rome's prisons. That is amazing. Do you know what kind of ice creams he gave out? No, I actually tried to find oh. out. <laughs> I, did. I, was like, I was like, which one? I, they said like gelati or something in one of the one of the articles that I read. Because actually it's like, I'm going to find out which one. But um, I, I couldn't find out. Uh, but maybe that's like Italian for gen- generic ice cream. So I'm not quite sure. Gelato? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, and what flavor, right? Uh, but Pope Francis has also washed the feet of some some uh, prisoners a few years back as well, and he's even had some had some prisoners swing by his residence. So he's a pretty, pretty, pretty neat guy. He's like he's pretty radical for a pope. Hey? Like he does some pretty cool shit, and he seems to genuinely care for people. So yeah, he's a cool guy. Would you ever return to Christianity? Look, there is a whole nother podcast episode in itself, Mike. Um, we've had plenty of these conversations around the fuddy, around the home. Absolutely not. But, you know, there's always merit in, in having a particular faith or spirituality, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah, I think he's, I don't know, I have a lot of respect for the guy. I think what he's also like, oh, you're not going to, like, go to hell if you get um, divorced or something. Didn't he say that? Yeah, like, he's definitely kind of rewritten a few of the... Um, you know, conservative traditions. Um, and I think that's really cool. And I think, like, he is, if you will, like Jesus, you know, with his sleeves rolled up, doing the good Lord's work, and you can't you can't really criticise anyone that's actually doing that kind of stuff, eh? Amen. A ver- Hallelujah. <laughs> a, very, a very cool gesture <laughs> from the Pope. Very cool. Well, let's bring it back local to Aotearoa. 
Mike, I have a question for you. How many litres does a cow urinate every day? Guess. I uh, know. More than, more than two. More than one. A lot. A lot more than one times that by 30. 30 litres? Every single cow, yep, every single cow urinates approximately 30 litres a day. Yeah, that's kind of a lot. I mean, you just think about, that'd be like 30 kilos, right? Oh, yeah. I don't, so, yeah. yeah, pretty well, much. Well, yeah. And we have a lot of cows in this country. Mm. So apparently massive amounts of urine is like a serious environmental issue. Um, so good old Kiwi scientists have wasted no time in trialling the Moolu <laughs> to potty train 16 cows. And um, apparently 11 cows have been successfully um, potty trained. So they've learned to use the Moolu just by the temptation of a little sweet treat that kind of coaxed them in and pushed them through a gate and off they were. And, and it only took around 15 days for some of the younger calves. So I'm just thinking of why, because probably listeners are like, why on earth would you potty train a, a, a cow? I mean, I know the answer, but like, enlighten us. Okay, I will. Well, actually, Donald Broom will. That's a cool name, yeah. Donald Broom. So Donald Broom, a professor of animal welfare at the University of Cambridge in England, says that toilet training animals makes it easier to manage waste products and reduces greenhouse gas emissions. I mean, so one of the things here in New Zealand is we've got massive problems with like just quite intensive dairy farming and the runoff from the pesticides, all the sort of fertilizers and also all the like the poos and wheeze from the cows and stuff. So, if, uh, well, no, seriously. <laughs> I, I, do, I do hate to inform you that apparently you can't train a cow to poo. No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. But if you, but if you manage to take but you can, all the urine yeah, away from, yeah. from what they're doing, it's, it actually, and I don't know how many cows are in New Zealand, quite a lot, but, and especially globally, when you can think about what that would do for the environment. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I've actually learned quite a few facts by reading about this. Another fun fact for you is that, unfortunately, we can't stop cows from farting, which, as we know, like adds to all the greenhouse emissions. Mm. Um, because if they don't fart, apparently they'll blow up. Mm. Uh, so, like, there was another thing as well um, that I read a few few weeks back that um, apparently they're trying to change the chemical makeup of some of the grass in order to make it less... I don't know, make them fart less? I don't know how that works. <laughs> I think some humans need that, to be honest. But A, um... a deep dive into <laughs> like, <laughs> cow poo. Well, no bull here, Mike. <laughs> and as it turns out, cows are just as smart as our cats and dogs. Well. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Got to give them something, eh? All right, so moving on again, we've got a little little bit of a, a cool a cool story for all of you people who use dating apps. That's me. Yeah. Actually, um, I thought of you when I found this. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so. <laughs> let's do a deep dive into Bex's depressed dating life. Yeah, let's do that. Um, a bunch of guys in, in California, by guys I mean men, um, who used Bumble between 2016 and July this year have won a class action lawsuit against the app, claiming they were discriminated against because they're men. So they said they were discriminated against because only women were able to message first. Wait, but isn't that the whole premise of Bumble? Yes. And I'll let you know because I'm on it that yeah. absolutely it is. Like, that's the whole point is that woman message first. So so tell me about this court case. Well, so, yeah, a group of people, they sort of went and they hit up the um, the courts in California and they said, yeah, look, you're discriminating against us. I mean, they won. So it's like a technicality, I guess. But, you know, what I was thinking when I read about this was the irony of, of the app. And why it's so popular is because women message first. Mm. So if, for example, they won and managed to like wholly like change the nature of the app, they wouldn't be on there. So it's just a, I don't know, people are stupid. Any <laughs> People are very weird. I do not understand that. If you don't like it, just go back to Tinder. Go back to basics, Yeah, folks. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they won. Oh, God. And so 
if you're a Bumble user, this is this is how you know. Okay, so what what they won is twenty free super swipes <laughs> and up to a, sh- a share of like the money that they're paying out, which they estimated to be around thirty dollars US US dollars each. Um, so I don't know what a super swipe is, but apparently it's pretty good. I don't. I don't. I mean, yeah. I think it you means. Use the app, right? I, don't use I, the app. I do, but to be honest, I don't ever use the super swipes and I don't really understand. I think maybe it, it like leads to an automatic match. Right. Maybe, but I'm no expert. I just, you know, I just use the basic functions of the app okay. when I can. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> um, so, in order to be eligible uh, for your 20 free super swipes or. You're up to $30 US. Uh, you need to have used the app between May of 2016 and July of 2021 this year. You must have lived in California. And, of course, you must be a man. Of course. Um, and I was having a look into this uh, as well. I mean, for anybody here who is a man and who's used the app, apparently you don't need to prove it. But um, this, this this website said if you like falsify your information you are like liable to be uh you're committing perjury so don't do it good times um let's move on to our uh our interview with um sam we're calling him sam for the purpose of this of this interview uh we thought we'd kind of run through a few sort of um basics about incel and the movement before we actually got stuck into the actual interview itself so yeah let's do that so let's just start off by saying what incel stands for so it stands for involuntary celibate and an incel is basically a member of an online subculture of people who define themselves as unable to get romantic or sexual connections or a partner despite desiring it the incel movement is typically associated with views that are hostile towards women, and that's putting it very lightly, mm-hmm. and sometimes hostile towards men as well, particularly those who are sexually active. Incels have condoned rape and even murder of women. Their violent attitudes actually saw the subreddit of over 40,000 members banned in 2017. But as we know, the movement is still alive and well today. Yeah, um... The ironic thing about the incel community is that essentially it was created by a woman. Like there is actually one person which where the sort of the name comes from. Um, and this woman was actually politically progressive and queer. Um, her name was Alana and she aspired, was inspired to help others navigate confusing dating world after getting into her first relationship at the age of 24. She launched a website called Alana's Involuntary Celibacy Project. Of course, she's horrified to see what it's become or to see what it's evolved into. Yeah, I can't even imagine being Alana now Mm. and looking back and thinking, what is this monster that I've created, honestly? So why do men join this movement and what's beneath their hate for women? Well, in this episode with Sam, we get down and dirty with Sam, who did the Reddit AMA recently and we'll remain anonymous so that we can unpack some of these questions. And this is a pretty interesting episode. Yeah, I mean, much of what uh, is said is highly offensive. Just just saying that now. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Mike. Um, some of the views that Sam talks about, which aren't views that he holds, but he was part of a community that did, um, they are pretty... Um, horrible and demoralizing and dehumanizing towards women. So just be aware um, for all you wahine out there that it might be pretty hard to listen to at times. But the light at the end of the tunnel is that he is a former incel and he gives some pretty good advice to some of the incels out there. Cool, let's crack into it. Kia ora, welcome to the show. We're going to call you Sam for the purpose of the show. So thank you so much, Sam, for coming on and talking to us today. Welcome. So, Sam, according to your AMA, you said you became an incel after being rejected by a girl. The incel movement sometimes advocates for violence against women, including rape and murder. How did like how did you go from being rejected by a girl? towards the incel movement and sort of following what they push out there how did they make that link 
Well, I think that uh, many incels will make that link based on the appearance of the woman. Um, for example, if it's a girl that is not really being attractive, then I really feel like that incels will even feel more resentment against women. I uh, I had have heard various stories that um, the crush they rejected them um, are either um, sub uh, sub five or sub two. Incels sometimes really make the conclusion very fast on oh I'm average. Some incels really think that they are sevens or eights, and um, they really do make the conclusion from oh well uh, this woman just hate me. All women hate me. Therefore, women are a threat. Women uh, hate us. So um, that's why I resent them. And some insults just stay in that level. They just don't like women or they don't interact with women. Um, but some insults are fueled by other insults. You must know that insults um, are extremely fueled, fueling each other with anger. Um, and that is unfortunately the uh, disadvantage of insult communities is that it's a crab bucket. If you cannot get something, then um, the other one, nah, wait, sorry. if you cannot get something, then if you don't get it, then no one else get it. And they will radicalize and they will out, uh, out, edgy, out edge each other in uh, statements. So for example, in the beginning, it becomes like I want to rape a woman, but then later I want to kill a woman. And some insults really act on these, uh, these fantasies. Wow, that sounds quite intense, Sam. For you, what was it that attracted you to become an incel? Uh, for me, it was more that this course was for me anything. Um, she wasn't, she was my one lettuce. And for those who don't know, one lettuce is basically go what you're really obsessed with. Well, what, can you, can you, what was it? Can you say that again? Sorry. Uh, one lettuce. I cannot really pronounce it right, but I okay. think that's the correct pronunciation. Okay. And um, for those who don't know, that is basically um, uh, the girl that you're really obsessed with, the girl that you really like, the girl that you dream about, you cannot, uh, that you cannot live without, actually. Um, so you always uh, make excuses for her, like, um, oh, well, this is... Um, what thing? Uh, this is... Um, this is... I want to start a family with her. I want to live with her. I cannot live without her you really delude yourself into thinking that she is uh, she's yours but in the end when she rejected you it shattered all of my views on her it shattered everything but i thought and i also thought that uh, she liked me so that was very blow and then when i searched for relationship advice how to deal with rejection this is my first rejection ever i was back then 17 um basically um, what I want, uh, basically, what I want to say is, oh my God, I was rejected, and I really want to. But then I accidentally get into the incel community, and the incel community used to be way more understanding about um, about um, stuff and about rejection. And now, unfortunately, it became very radicalized to the point that um, I stopped identifying as an incel. So, if you, basically. I guess in a way what you're saying is maybe you start off quite small and, you know, you are a little bit rejected um, and then join sort of a group where you think you might get support and it just gets worse and worse and worse well, because other people in the incel community push you forward to thinking about becoming violent towards women and all women are flawed and this sort of thing. So does that make sense? Is that is that sort of what it's like? Yeah, that is exactly what it's like. Um, the radicalization progress is actually, uh, depends on the insult itself. It depends on the person itself. Um, some people um, don't really get radicalized at all. Some people just are there for the memes. And, um, but most of them, I think, would take at least one month to get into real insult territory. And tell me about Elliot Roger and what what this guy got up to. So for those for those at home who are listening to this who don't know who he is, he was a an incel, self proclaimed incel who killed um, several people in an attack in 2014. And, and a lot of people in the community see his as as some kind of hero, and he's kind of held up to a high standard. Um, 
Sam, are you able to tell us why that is? Um, it really um, depends on the insult. It's mostly treated as a joke uh, in the insult community. Uh, if there's a word with ER in it, then they will highlight the ER. Or, But I think that um, some insults, a very small minority of insults are really admiring him because he killed uh, a lot and of course his motivation he was revolting against women um, the infamous videos which you saw about him ranting about women that is for some insults um, really related with that but I really would assume that most insults really either does not know uh, who he is or doesn't really care much about him then there's the third uh, category a very rare species of insult where they think that he's a fake soul because he was rich because he could money max that is basically getting goals of money or for example he um, only killed more men most of his victims were men after all so that's why some people say that he isn't a true insult but uh, most insults I think does not really either doesn't know who he is or does know but doesn't really care and just makes jokes about him can you can you tell us about what chads and stacy's are this is like a meme that we've seen quite a little bit in the um sort of floating around can you just give us a general idea of how that whole thing works and, and actually like what it is to be an incel like you um, know if, if i if you're an incel for example like how do you like what is a chad what is a stacy what is it what are all these sort of things well, Stacy is very easy. Um, Stacy is basically a girl that um, fucks a lot. It's the stereotypical hot woman that always has sex, rejects insults. Uh, Chad, however, is more difficult of a concept because um, insults is a very wild variety of um, being a Chad. Um, for example, um, if you, um, for some people, you're already a Chad if you already have uh, for example, I used to be uh, sometimes called be a fake cell because I am overweight. And um, then, well, what is, uh, a, what, is a fa- what is a fake cell? A fake cell is someone that um, never was an incel because reasons. For example, if you cannot talk to a woman because you have mental issues, either you will be called a mental cell or you would be called um or you would be called a fake cell because your looks isn't preventing uh, you from getting laid it's your mentality or mental illness basically okay. they add the word cell to a lot of things like rice cell uh, asian uh, an asian uh, incel a curry cell is an indian incel a mental cell is someone that has mental issues or cannot okay. get laid because mental issues so they often do um they often stick the word sell to something to the right. point where uh, it's too much. But a child is someone that basically is the man that gets laid, that's always successful, um, that everyone likes, um, every girl likes. A child is someone that is portrayed when you cannot win against him. Um, he is Chad and you, it's over. Um, he takes you. He takes Stacy, but sometimes he takes Becky's too, and that's though. And those are the average goals. Um, so Chad is a very hot male that always gets Stacy's and always get laid, and always right. is social, and uh, Stacy's a hot girl. Right. I mean, it's no surprise, Sam, that the incel movement isn't very popular with the general public. And we know that the subreddit was banned in 2017. How does the incel movement react to this? Like the fact that society pretty much um, has a really negative view of this community. And, and when incels are confronted with this view, what, like, what kind of response do they have? Um, well, uh, that's a very interesting question because many incels sometimes really feel outright rejected by society. Um, so, for example, I I can talk from my experiences. I really felt like that society rejected me uh, because of um, because of uh, yeah, woman does not want to sleep with me, or and no no one understands. If you tell uh, someone from you have very bad luck with woman, um, or then you will basically be shunned, and people really think that um, well this. Um, 
oh my god, um, he just complains about not getting a woman, or oh my god, you're an incel. And most people don't understand it. People also really felt like that the incel community was being silenced because Reddit banned um, incels. Um, not only incels, but also brain cells and other major incel subreddits. Um, and some people feel like that we were censored. Um, we were like, oh my God, we cannot vent about our rejection or our struggle. Yeah, that's um, pretty intense stuff. But I mean, you guys were talking, um, those people were sort of talking about potentially raping women and killing women. And then they felt bad because. Reddit banned them? This is what you're saying? Well, the rape stuff and it's either become a pure hatred um, because you stay too long in the incel community. Um, incel community uh, never really posted uh, very positive things about women. So mm. women are always the target of incel rage. It, I, I never really understood it as an incel myself. As for incel, I was always more angry at Chad. Um, than women specifically, but women were always the target. Some people has very rage from women, from women being emotionally robots, uh, emotionless robots, to basically women that are very manipulative and very emotional. Um, Incels never really had a consistent view with women, but all those views were negative. And the reason why they either they try to be edgy, there was always insult terrors, that's an insult watchdog subreddit that always um, post hateful screenshots. But most of them were just, um, I don't know what the intent is, but sometimes I really felt like that um, it was real. Some of the insults really want to rape a woman, some insults really want to hurt women. Because at this point, when you have nothing to lose and you really uh, are radicalized by the constant hatred, by the constant misogyny um, that you only see daily, daily, daily. Then at this point, uh, there's no, unless there is a support network, then there's no point of return. Mm, I've seen words such as femoids or FHOs, um, which stands for human, uh, female humanoid organism. Like obviously, the, the the general view towards women is like extremely hostile. Like as an insult, why is it that they kind of vent this anger outwards as opposed to actually taking a look at themselves? I mean, is is there any? Do you have any sort of comment on that? Insults actually do look uh, a lot of themselves, but what insults doesn't realize, and I know that this sounds very generic, but insults doesn't realize that their personality um, is very off-putting towards women. Insults do look at themselves, but they only do it because they want to have a partner. Insults are very rarely happy by their own. For example, gym selling, that is literally going lifting, so they attract, they hope to attract women. Um, they do it just for women. They don't do it for themselves. Mm. They don't do it for um, other than their own self-happiness. Some insults even go very far as having uh, height surgery or wearing lifts under their shoes to just do this. Insults really try to look to themselves, sure, but they don't really look at themselves. They only try to realize that. And in insult belief, is that women are responsible for denying sex. They, for example, Stacey's are seen as whores, that literally any chat will fuck them. So incels will ask, why won't Stacey fuck me? And then the conclusion came, because in the incel view, uh, Chad is a very attractive man, so incel make the conclusion, the incel brain makes the conclusion from, okay, um, well, um, oh, it's because I'm unattractive. Right. So a lot of these views seem to be um, kind of based around physical appearance and incels believing that women aren't wanting to have sex with them because they're not attractive enough. Is that right? Yes. What, what were your views towards women at the time while you were part of the incel community? Like, did you share some of these things that you've been talking to us about today? Well, um, during the time I was an incel, my version is that women were very emotionless. Um, they were very, um, they are very 
They only care about chat. They are very emotionless and they hate you. That is the view what I had. But I never really had any violent uh, view on women because in my opinion, they were, they aren't worth it. Um, they will reject me anyway. Right. So this view that women are emotionless and that they're going to reject you anyway, where do you think those beliefs came from? Uh, partially because I was rejected myself. Um, and I was, again, I was in an, um, I was in a high school that was mainly with boys and uh, women were treated, uh, the female staff were treated like trash. Um, and I thought, from, okay, maybe this has a subconscious influence in me that um, women won't reject you or the women are just, just say yes. But when a woman says no, um, then, oh, well, every woman will say no because that one woman said no, therefore everyone said no. Your sort of views on, on women generally, did it spread out into other aspects of your life, i.e. when you had a teacher, for example, did you treat them differently when you were an incel? Well, I was always, I always thought that my mom was the only woman that was the best. And um, this has two things. Number one, she was my mom. But number two, my mom was a very traditional housewife. Um, so she was married to my dad and she stayed at home. And with my sister, however, I had one incident where my sister uh, wanted, rejected a guy um, for marriage. Uh, and um, I was like, oh, my God, I really tried to research the guy and I really looked at insult flaws. And I came to the conclusion from, oh, my God, she rejected her because he's an incel. But then later, when I left incel dorm, uh, I talked about it. And my sister made actually said, from, I don't want to marry a 22-year-old. Um, so, um, yeah. I never really interacted with my sister until COVID because we had our college life. But um, that very few incidents, with my, there was one incident with my sister and that's about it. But if you had, if like, let's say, for example, you went to a party or something, or I don't know, you had a random interaction with a woman, would you automatically have those misogynistic views towards a woman just because they're a woman? Um, I tried to see women as individuals with their own faults. Um, the incel community came to the point where women were literally hated at this point for women. In 2017, consider that, that um, incels hated women because they rejected them. Now, fast forward, they literally hate women because existing. Um, one of the insult threats are literally talking about uh, when a woman cries, they often laugh about it. When a woman uh, dies, then they will even. There was one extreme case of incel dom where uh, a girl was murdered and one incel sent a come tribute to the mom uh, of the deceased. And that was uh, incredible uh, because it was just like, whoa, this is too much. At this point, they really hate women because they breathe, they exist because women do their own things. Um, so at this point, I really try to see women um, as, you know, as human beings, as individuals. At this point, I also interacted with a lot of women. Um, so I knew that women are not that hip-minded anymore, that women have different opinions. So every time I went to a party and I saw a woman, I tried to see, but if a woman made a stereotypical womanly thing, then I would probably think when this woman uh, hates insults. Right. Uh, it sounds quite disturbing, really, and that the insult movement has become quite radical and quite extreme. You've shared that although you had some like negative views towards women, it didn't spill out into you having thoughts of violence towards women. What do you think stopped you from becoming more radicalised? Uh, I think, um, obviously, with interacting women, um, Incels also have no real interaction with women other than their mom. I know this sounds very cliche, but I've talked to those incels and most of them never really interacted with women uh, from more than just saying hello or hey. And I think that this, but also having a support network um, of in real life friends, of people that you know, people that you can trust, um, can also help people to not radicalize 
uh, appealing insults with logic instead of emotions. That's why I also oppose calling uh, laughing about insults because insults um, false, initial faults like I feel rejected, I feel sad are very legitimate faults that every human being can have. Um, and um, you know what? I think we should help them. I think we should give them medical care, um, so mental care, um, because those faults can overlap or overspill into extremer faults. Yeah, I mean, there's so much in there, Sam. Like you've, it's quite hard to get my head around this. I mean, what I feel right now is like if there is a you know, a 20 year old guy out there who, you know, wouldn't mind killing women just because they're a woman. It's hard to be sympathetic towards that person. Like I understand that they have their own sort of issues that they've got to work through. I mean, how do you sort of negotiate that? Like, I think we, we touched on this before, but like people who hold these views are not likable. I mean, they're not, do you get what I'm saying? I don't know. Like I, guess, I get what you're saying, and those people are way too far into the rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, people, I, I even when I was the most insolent insult, uh, most insolent insult I was, I never once had a thought from, oh, I'm going to kill randomly women because they exist. Mm. Um, I think that those people are way too far in the rabbit hole. Um, and if you look at the recent examples. Um, of uh, the Playmouth shooting, for example, is a recent example of insult violence. Um, that was literally like he, he killed a three-year-old uh, just because of her gender. Then I agree with you that he's very far gone and it's very hard to sympathize with him. But I'm talking about the 90% of insults yeah, that aren't yeah. violent, that, um, that just feels hurt and just um, doesn't understand. Sometimes incels does not understand why a woman rejects them. It's maybe not even personal. Uh, because I actually talked with my uh, one it is about it. And as it turns out, she liked me, uh, but she didn't really have the time. Um, she did. She still wanted to finish college. Uh, she still had to help her family. Her sister's handicapped. And, um, but she did like me. And I was like, whoa, what a surprise. She didn't reject me. I think you said something really important before when you said that everyone gets rejected sometimes. And I know like as a woman, yes. I've been rejected by men. So women are also rejected, but I haven't seen a kind of movement like the incel movement where a, a, a large group of women are being really hateful towards men and inciting violence towards men because some of them have been rejected. So why do you think it is that men have have kind of formed this and and really um, gone quite extreme because they've been rejected? Uh, honestly, um, I have no idea. I mean, there exist indeed, there also exist female insult groups, but those are way less violent than men. In fact, they barely focus on men. They just care more about themselves. Uh, but I, I think maybe it has to do with entitlement. Uh, maybe some insults really feel like I'm entitled to have a girlfriend. But I honestly don't know why. Um, maybe, maybe because the entitlement from I want to have a girlfriend now, or maybe because of some, maybe because maybe because of society told that women are that and men are that. Maybe gender roles play a role into this men are often very aggressive they often ask the woman out women are more passive and doesn't go to men that much and by the way if you told that uh, you were rejected by men then insults won't really believe it so insults really won't insults doesn't believe in that woman can get rejected by men if you what what you just told for the average insult will be like oh you didn't because they're in our chat you rejected some sub eight men um they i think that insults really must look more into the point of view from women because women indeed can get rejected too uh but i think insults are not open for that yet right and yeah i think that insight that you made as well like 
that we have gender kind of norms and and constructions in society and we already live in a society that has some misogynistic views towards women so that kind of um sets sets the environment I guess for the incel movement and for for men as you say to be more aggressive and more violent towards women so you call yourself a former incel now what motivated you to leave the incel community and and what do you think of women now well, I'm a former insult, and the reason why I am is because insults are, in my opinion, digging too deep uh, into misery. And then insults begin to post pedophilic uh, threats on insults.co. For those who don't know, that's the main insult forum. Don't go there, I just advise you. It's just a very vile website. Um, and those people uh, basically say from, well, oh, well, I want to go to an 11-year-old or, oh, I want to fiddle around with kids. And this is the thing where I realized and I'm in the wrong place. I wanted to have advice or support for women, for men that get rejected by women, not on pedophilic uh, uh, apologist website and or movements. And on, on, on the moment... It's very hard to identify yourself as an insult once those people are coming and literally just say, oh, well, um, you cannot justify that. Even mm -hmm. I think that even when someone gets into the insult dome for just the same reason as I had, I think you cannot justify fiddle around with kids. And also the second reason is because it was very damaging for my mental health um, to the point where I really felt very depressed. So I just laughed. Insults are not really, um, insults are not really uplifting, uh, most uplifting people. So yeah, I just laugh because it's getting darker, basically. It's dark stuff, man. Like it's, it's quite, it's quite difficult to talk, like to hear about. I mean, these are mostly young men talk about, you know, pedophilia and all this sort of stuff. I mean, yeah, it's an intense thing, man. Oh, I, so, Sam, you, you mentioned as well in your, in your AMA that you're still a virgin. I just, I was just wondering, like, what your sort of thoughts and feelings are about losing your virginity. Like, are you sort of scared? Are you nervous or excited? And I was also wondering, like, um, before your expectations around losing your virginity to when you're an insult and now, have your expectations changed around that whole thing? Um. I don't know because right now I'm not really obsessed with getting laid at this point. After my insult dome, um, I had um, I had a woman. I had almost a date, but that before we actually went on the date, the woman ghosted me. And this is uh, my answer on the question: What do you think about women now? I realize now that women nowadays can be. Um, it's not all women's fault. There are like 3.6 billion of them. And I was like, oh, well, it's her or her. She's an, uh, she is not a very nice person. But that doesn't mean that every woman um, is. I don't really know what it will look like when um, I lose my virginity. I don't really think it will take too long or too short, maybe in five, ten years. But right now, I'm not really that much busy with that, right now I'm studying and right now I'm doing a lot of things uh, other than just getting laid. And so, so um, I don't know. Maybe we will see, maybe in 10 years. My expectations, yeah, it's basically the same sex as anyone's sexual expectations. Yeah, kind of like a normal person, like the rest of us. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> sometimes yeah. it happens, sometimes it doesn't. It's like you just kind of got on with life. But, you know, it's, it's um, yeah, it's an interesting way of looking at it. Mm. I think it's really cool that you've, like, come on and, and, and chatted with us and brave that you've, like, left the community and you're kind of, like, speaking up and talking about some of the really, really harmful and disturbing aspects of the incel community. So mm -hmm. as a final question, what advice would you give to incels now, to, to, to young men who are still very much part of the, the incel community? Well, um, first, I have actually two advices. And first of all, I mentioned on my AMA, uh, what was really helpful for me is to see women as individuals. Uh, not as a cyborg, um, 
you know, have mind. Just try to see woman with, um, you know, um, you know, with uh, hopes and dreams, uh, people that really, um, people that has dreams, that has feelings, that uh, it sounds very stupid, but for the average insult, they really think that women are just that. Uh, and my second advice is, is that if you are struggling with rejection or if you're really struggling with anything mentally related, then you should talk with, um, talk with your feelings about someone who you trust and don't make the same mistake as I did uh, by searching insult websites or just because this won't help anyone. This won't help anything. And um, it's just way too much in order to, um, you know, um, it's way too much mental demeaning and mental, mental draining um, to just do that. So talk with your friends, talk with, maybe talk with you, the person that rejected you, from why did you reject me? Or I can understand or try to understand why. Um, and if not, then, then just talk with your friends, or talk with your dad or talk with your um, loved ones. That's actually my two advice. Thank you so much, Sam. I think that's really um, a nice sort of place to end it. Um, I'm just wondering if there's anything else you'd like to add before we, before we, before we bail today. Well, I would like to thank uh, this podcast for including me and to hear a story that basically is very ignored um, into or rather pretended that it's new. Um, I really think that if we can get more information on insults, then we can help them. Um, so... Yeah, it's a very, it's an honor to uh, be on her. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Sam, and all the best for your future. Bex, um, how's that? A little bit overwhelming, to be honest. Um, I had an idea of the incel movement, and I and I knew that they had pretty hostile and hateful views towards women. I did not know the extent of it, to be honest with you. So I feel, I don't know, the best word to describe it is I feel like just gross about like hearing some of the things that Sam talked about. But at the same time, like it's really cool that we're getting this insight into how incels think. Um, And it's also really great that he realized for himself how harmful it is and he chose to leave the community. Yeah, I... I totally agree. It's when he was talking about some of that stuff, it made me my, my sort of stomach churn in a lot of ways. Um, and you know, what we try to do here in the podcast is to give people some sort of space within reason um, to express what they're up to. And because the, the sort of the larger point that we're trying to make is to gain some sort of insight into what, into their sort of subculture or whatever it might be. Having said that, it's it's not easy to just sit there and sort of go, mm, you know what I mean? And what I sort of felt, um, a lot of the things that he said and the group says, are just they just don't make any sense. I mean, and, and like anybody with half a brain would obviously pick that up because, you know, it's just, it, 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 it just doesn't work. And I guess for me, the biggest issue is like how somebody makes a leap between um, being rejected by somebody. And like you said, on the, like everybody's been rejected. It's like part of life. You, you get on with it. But how you go from that to, to talking about like raping and murdering people, it's, it's, it's horrendous. I don't know what, I mean, even now it's like a struggle to talk about it. It's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. I felt speechless. Even during the interview, I kind of felt lost for words at times and not, not knowing where to go with it just because some of the things he was saying was just like, oh, how can people think this in 2021? Um, uh, Yeah. Yeah, and I think we need to kind of push the point that we're not condoning anything whatsoever by having different perspectives and different people come on this podcast. It's, It's to provide space, like you were just saying, Mike, to, to have insight into these really interesting and different subcultures. But when it comes to something like this, and I hope it came across in our interview, we don't condone well, obviously that not. Yeah. at all, yeah. um, even the existence of an incel movement. Because as much as Sam says that 90% of them are okay, it's still lending itself to pretty hostile views towards women. 
Yeah, and I, I go one. Yeah, not going so further. I'd, I'd also add, add to that like we can bury our heads in the sand and pretend like these people don't exist, but actually they do exist. And I think what Sam said at the very end of the podcast about you know, for lack of better words, just kind of listen to people and 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 be supportive of people who are in this position is actually really powerful because what he felt is rejection by this woman, rejection by society and rejection by, I mean, there are, you know, a lot of sort of societal norms that are sort of pressed onto these people and they don't feel like they're part of that. And I think, you know, if we're not listening to them, they're going to be there and, and that bubbles out in other ways. And so I do think hearing what he had to say, although difficult, is actually kind of worthwhile. I don't, I don't know how you think about that, Bex, but it's a tough one, man. Yeah, I agree. I think that one thing that all people want is to be heard and to feel understood in some way. And I think you're right that by society rejecting and reacting violently towards this group, that's only going to radicalize them more. Um, that's only going to make them feel more sure of their own beliefs. And we don't want to do that. We, we don't want to give them a platform for hate, but I think hearing them out um, could be something, you know, could be a, a strategy that we try with these kind of groups to see if we can de-radicalize their views. And, 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 and like Sam was saying, the fact that he started surrounding himself with non-incels and women was what made him realize, oh, actually, like, women are just normal and human and so if we interact with people like this on the margins even though they have these very hostile views that could actually be a way of them starting to reflect on themselves and the weird beliefs and views that they have i'm just gonna ask you do do you think you know any incels because they don't they're not (laughs) gonna go around like beating their chest be like i'm an incel to be honest i think there are a few closet incels out there Mm. and and i wouldn't be surprised if all of us have at least one person that we can think of right now that while they might not identify themselves as an incel, we can totally see those characteristics in them. And and I kind of touched on it briefly in the interview, but but not for long. But our society sets the environment for this kind of thing. We are already in a pretty misogynistic society where overall New Zealand is, a, is better than some parts of the world, but overall men still have the power. Mm. And they still use that power for their own privilege. So, you know, none of us are too far from someone who holds some some kind of oppressive or misogynistic views towards women, in my opinion. Dude, totally. 100%. So I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Yeah, absolutely. And also, as always, you know, send us some feedback and and be like, oh, that was crap and you didn't press them hard enough. We had a recent recent bit of commentary around that. Bex, that's your fault. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so email us and, and let us know what's going on and, and tell your friends about this podcast. It's important for us to spread the word. Thank you for listening to Dirty Diddy Talk Podcast. Kakitiano. Kakitiano.